Good morning, bro. Morning, bro. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. This is the Obvious Brothers. I'm Obvious Steve. And that's going to be... Obvious John. Obvious John. So, Obvious John, where you want to begin on this last podcast for who knows how long? Oh, you want to get into the uh, NBA draft right out of the gates? NBA draft right out of the gates. Yes, well, uh, sure. So, what do you want to say about the NBA draft? Uh, I watched zero seconds of it and didn't really pay that close attention to it. How about you? How about me? Well, you know, I did not watch any because why would you? And then, uh, you know, I paid quite a bit of attention to it sort of uh, as a side thing for two reasons. One, obviously, I follow a lot of Purdue people on Twitter and Jaden Ivey was a hot topic here this last, well, you know, since he decided he was coming out, everybody thought he was going to go high. And then, uh, you know, I listened to a couple betting podcasts and they were going crazy about, you know, um, the fact that they uh, actually have, uh, you know, betting apps or whatever we call them uh, mm-hmm. that were taking, you know, uh, a book on uh, who was going to get drafted where. And th- those lines kept moving around all over the place, including, for some reason, uh, Wednesday morning with the draft Thursday night, suddenly uh, a lot of money, I guess, got dumped on uh, Pablo Bancaro as the number one pick. And um, he ended up being the number one pick. And uh, the, the odds went way down on him. When all along, people, all the mock drafts pretty much said that uh, it was going to be the guy from Auburn, Jabari Smith, going one, and Bencaro going three. Uh, they seemed to think that Holmgren going two was locked in. So now I, I paid paid some attention. It was kind of interesting to see all those manipulations. And, of course, the whole Ivy thing was interesting as he was – I think all along they thought he was the best guard coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Kings in the four slot needed a guard. Well, they didn't need a guard, but they had the four slot. I just told you who was going one, two, three. And whether they would take him or not, or whether people would be trading up to get him or not. And uh, yeah, that was all a lot of interesting speculation. And I think the night kind of went as kind of a dud compared to all that speculation after Bancaro turned out to go one and then Smith going three and Ivy, Ivy went fifth. Uh, the Kings um, uh, uh, took uh, Keegan Murray, which is you and I should discuss Keegan Murray versus Jaden Ivy as uh-huh. big TN people. Uh, but <clears throat> I, I saw a funny tweet. It said Ivy is a lock to be a star in the NBA. You know why, John? Why? Uh, the last, uh, well, three of the last times the Kings had lottery picks, the guy after who they took was, <laughs> was Clay. Let's see. It was Clay Thompson. It was Donkic, And it was a third guy who's a perennial all-star. So the Kings seem to have a knack for taking the wrong guy and letting uh, a, a true star, uh, go in the slot behind them. So, yeah. Um, 
Ivy's a stud. I mean, I, I think he'll do well in the NBA. Uh, well, I it will be interesting to see. Uh, the comparable everybody talks about is is Ja Moran, and I see that he's a slasher like that. But I don't know how his three point shots going to do, which he shoots. At least he's shot at Purdue from kind of behind his ear. Yeah, which mean which means he he will have uh, what Wilson on his forehead a lot in the NBA. <laughs> so uh, that that part of his game has to improve quite a bit to for him to be a star. Of course, I don't know Morant is Morant really a great beyond the arc shooter. I don't. It's think not so. really what he's known for. So yeah. no, I don't, I don't think he's. Um... Has a real high percentage. I don't think he actually takes a lot of shots outside the arc, does he? Uh, not not from what I've seen. But don't you have to make some of those for them to uh, back off uh, back off you so you can drive past people? Or yeah, right. But so that that was that was what I know. That, that's what was interesting in terms of the draft. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I follow the Pacers. I guess that's the other thing I should point out. You, you know, I, I follow a guy from the Indianapolis Star who was doing their work for the draft and Pacers pick six. Uh, and uh, and now I choke on who they got. And uh, I was just looking, but anyway, guard. I was they looking got- at uh, John Morant's stats. Yeah. And they're not, I mean, he shoots 30 four percent from three point yeah 88 of 256 last year that's only three a game well he missed i'm sure he missed some games because everybody misses some games but that's probably not four a game that's not that's not putting it up a lot is it from yeah you know actually he only played 57 games last year oh well suddenly his volume goes up but um that's right. The uh, Pacers got Matherin from Arizona, who uh, ha- has potential, has has the body, and does a lot of things. He he reminds me of uh, the guy from IU, Oladipo, who yeah. they had and gave up on. Or yeah, no kidding, is that what they did? Did they give up on him? Is that the right way to put it? He now plays for the Heat anyway. So right, okay. So there's our NBA uh, draft recap. And, uh, uh, yeah, more interesting than most years uh, in my mind. But let's talk about the guy who went number two, who somebody today asked uh, on Twitter, where where all things are funny, uh, why the uh, character from uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas went number two in the NBA draft. (laughs) That was funny. Uh, Yeah, there there have been a couple of those about. Poor Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren is seven feet tall and weighs 190 pounds, John. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty skinny. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the, I mean, they yeah. took him with the number two pick. Uh, I mean, do you think he's a sure bet or what do you, what do you think? Well, you know, the old saying, you can't teach seven foot, right? That is one of the old sayings. No, you can't. You can't teach height. No, but on the other hand, uh, one ninety can get mauled. In the MB- well, you know, 
The NBA is not quite as physical as it used to be. Like in the 90s, oh, this kid would have got eaten up. I mean, he would have gotten destroyed. But today, eh, and he's a good outside shooter, right? Uh, he's a pretty good outside shooter, yes. So they can move him around. He, I think he probably shot close to 50% from three. College three, of course. Yeah, Yeah. so he can, you know, they can move him around and, and get him open and try and keep him from getting too banged up. I wouldn't really – I mean, I don't think he's going to be considered a center, right? He'll be more of a power forward. I think he's probably a stretch four. Yeah. So – they're not going to expect him to get in there and bang around too much. No, I think that's what they expect Bancaro to do. Yeah, he's a banger. Right. Not not sure about his range, but... uh, 6'10 and 250. (laughs) I mean, could there be anything more different between those two? No, no. It's an interesting contrast. I, uh, yeah, I I guess I'm going to go to Holmgren... I don't. I saw him play a bit in college, you know, and you know, in the NCAA, he wasn't. He wasn't their best player most of the times when I watched, and wasn't maybe even their second best player. I didn't think most of the time. So it's not exactly like he dominated as a freshman at Gonzaga. So I guess, like you say, you can't teach seven foot. Uh, but, but so I guess you only need a certain amount of tape, right? You, you get what I'm saying. I mean, he's tall and and all the things you're saying, but you'd think a guy like that would be putting up thirty a game and dominating, right? Right. But he, yeah, he's not that dominant. Right. So, yeah. So that's that's our that's our NBA take, I guess. Uh, Interesting. So where do you want to go from here, boss? Let's talk about a very good U.S. Open weekend. Ah. Okay. We, we, both, we both were fans of the golf course. Yeah, the course um, looked just amazing. Yeah. The, uh, the play was pretty good, pretty competitive, pretty interesting. Uh, old Slick Willie almost made one there on the – final hole to force playoff but uh i think they said this is probably one of the i never did get the final stat i think they were trying to figure it out but uh with fitzpatrick hitting all 18 greens in regulation in the final round of the u.s open um, i thought it was 17 of 18 but anyway go on i i I heard him i heard him say he was the first one to hit that many since david graham hit them all in 81 okay so that's impressive. I mean, that's yeah. beyond impressive, I yeah. think. Um, and that shot he hit on 18, I didn't think it was nearly as difficult as the announcers were making it out to be, but it was still under that situation. And uh, at that moment, it was it was kind of, of a stressful shot for sure. So I, I have to, because this is funny, uh, you were, we were texting at the time and they were saying, Oh my God, he's got this shot. And you were saying, that's not that hard a shot. What are they talking about? And then you really were in the real time saying, you know, they, the announcers are really way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I, was it a wedge? 
it was he couldn't have had more than I, I would imagine he probably hit eight iron. Oh, you think he hit that much? I thought it was one forty five. That would have been the most I would have thought he would have hit would have been eight iron, probably nine. But yeah, so I mean, he, has, he, had, he has a lofted club, and clearly he had a clear shot to get over a, the lip. Yeah, he was yeah. a good ten feet away from the lip, so yeah. he didn't pull a ram, a ram, and rifle it right into the lip. You're right. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I painfully remember. Yes. Um, so so yes. So he hit all those greens. Um, as as Zalateris was standing over his putt on 18, they used to say nobody makes a putt over X to win a U.S. Open. Hmm. Uh, I did not hear him say that, but I don't know that people, I don't remember anybody really making one in the last 20 years so that that's not any as true as it used to be. It's just like people just don't make putts like that on U.S. Open greens to, you know, to do anything right uh, uh, and so and, and whether he's a great putter or not yeah uh, yeah good. i mean he seems to have figured out his putting um he putted pretty good this week yeah obviously week. yeah yeah and um you know that was kind of his big issue um before same thing with like morikawa which i had told you that i think last friday I said that, you know, the, the thing that worries me about him is his putting and, and it was, it was a problem for him on, on uh Saturday for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the, as problems they showed is like inside certain place, six feet or so. Yeah. He, he opens the club face and plays a push putt. Is that, He's like, he hits it with like the toe of the putter. Right. Like really opens it. I, it rolls straight. Well, yeah. a couple of them did, but I don't know how you do that with your, I mean, maybe was that something he was doing for the speed of the greens or was that, what do you think? Did well, they say why he was doing it that way? Cause it, it was tough to watch. Okay. I did not hear him say why, but they acted like this is the way he does it all the time. So this is his, technique and there is a spot in there where when he goes from one to the other he's much more effective when he's not doing that they did not think he was good inside yeah he was much five, better outside at seven yeah, feet ten, ten, ten footers you know you're much more confident with his putting so this leads me john to the obvious brothers discussion of the obvious this is what we're famous for right john mm-hmm so I don't know if you heard this, John, but at one point as he was leaning, you know, squatting over the putt, moving his ball, the commentator said he really likes to get the line on the ball aimed right down the line he wants to putt and, and matches that up with the line on the top of the putter to putt down his line. <laughs> I do not know if John is ill or this is the beginning of a John cough or laugh. Because oh, it was me trying not to uh, laugh too hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, John, why do they put the line on the ball? Uh, that's, I think he explained it exactly why they put lines on the ball. That's why I have a line on my ball. That's why they have lines on putters. Well, they, they, they now have, you know, manufacture balls and mm-hmm. put lines on them. So mm-hmm. you don't have to 
put a line on your ball, John. It, I'm, why? What? What the fuck, John? Yeah, that is about the most obvious of obvious statements um, well, we've heard from an announcer in a while. Yeah, Swerve said he should be a guest <laughs> on, on here as an obvious brother. Yeah, so. Yeah, they, they now manufacture balls with line. All of them have lines on them. In fact, it not it Callaway that has three lines on them to line up your? Because yes, Callaway we, has. We, red, white, and well, red and blue. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Right. So anyway, that was, yeah, that was a priceless moment. And I'm like, what? What do you, what? Well, you thought that you should turn that perpendicular? Right. Or? So. <laughs> Looks like a pumpkin rolling. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. So anyway, that was can't beat that, John. And, and now that is a great segue by by obvious Steve to commentating on golf because <laughs> a big voice in golf for like 20 years on Eight, TV is, is leaving us here shortly, John, and kind of a surprise move. Well, I mean, I guess it's a surprise to us. It's not a surprise to CBS and and the Faldos, um, allegedly he had had a discussion with, um, whomever back in January that, that this was going to be his last season and he was going to end it, um, at the, um, at the same place that he played his first PGA event in. Yeah. In, uh, North Carolina. Right. So same I event, mean, different course, but yeah, actually it's, the same course because they just moved it. So it's back oh, to the, back there. Yeah. Oh. That, that was the way I read his statement. It sounded like it was the same, same course where it all started so many years ago. He said, Oh, well, okay. Uh, nice. But he's not really, well, I, I read it. I read his whole, most of his statement. I admit I gave up with a couple paragraphs left. Yeah, it was, it was huge, pretty long. <laughs> it was pretty long. Yes, it was. Same. I, I I would I would mock the former president of the United States statements, but here, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> and and I guess yeah, he's tired of sleeping in motels and being away from home and everything. Is kind of uh, one of the undertones. But he, uh, yeah, he's he's in his mid sixties. There's a lot. There would be a lot of years left. I guess. I I was never a great fan. I I didn't think he was. A, Okay, he was no Johnny Miller who, when he, at least when he started, Johnny would ravage guys for, you know, yeah. what they were doing and not, you know, Faldo was not always, well, I don't remember him being very critical at all. But on the other hand, he yeah. gave a lot of stature with his six majors being in the booth. And they're, they're moving on to a guy who is on their telecast all the time on CBS and Golf Channel. But who I can't remember ever saying anything very interesting. <laughs> I agree, and I think. Um, well, and, and he's not a major. I mean, he won one major, right? Emmelman. Didn't he win a Masters? I maybe yes, because they talked about it. Um, of course they did. Yes, but and I think his voice is like really monotone too. I mean, he's not a, he, he's not that, enter, he doesn't sound entertaining to me, I guess. I don't know how to put that, but. Yeah. Um, I, I do not think it's a, it's a step up for CBS. 
No, it is definitely not. Yeah, he's won one Masters in 2008. Yeah. His best finish in the U.S. Open was tied for 21st. Ah, he's a killer. Uh, he's only got uh, two wins uh, on the PGA Tour. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's not a, not David, exactly a... David Verity almost can match him in terms yeah. of... Yeah. And, but, and, of course, Verity might say something that might get everybody in trouble at any moment, but that's... At least he's entertaining. Right. I wonder if he's hold. He's a placeholder for somebody. I. That's kind of my feelings too. I, I wonder yeah. as well. But yeah. who would it be? How about Phil? Mm, yeah. That could be entertaining. Yeah. Well, yeah, Phil might say anything, so yeah, that could. And he's but, he can be funny. Yeah, he can, and and he can be acerbic, and he can be critical, and uh, but. Uh, but he's kind of messed that up, uh, at least in the short term. So, Well, I'll tell you what, if he keeps playing the golf the way he's playing right now, he needs to go do something else because he looks awful. Yeah. Yeah, he, his game is not together. I, I don't think he's going to uh, compete next week at uh, Pumpkin uh, Ridge, right? Oh, he's not playing in the live event? No, no I think he's playing. But I just don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he won't be very competitive. I will. I will not be looking for the odds on uh, Phil winning next week's event. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I wonder. They probably. I don't know if I can even figure out how many putts he had. He had a ton of putts. Yeah. Well, and which got you into. I'm going to make make you give me money in Ireland for putting. Uh, So I, I thank him for that. Oh, we'll see. Now, and we have to establish the fact that I'm talking about statistical putts. So if you putt one from 50 yards off the green, that doesn't count. Putts on the green, okay. on the surface. So, so uh, fair enough, but are you making sure that that caveat's there for you or for me? Well, that because... would, would benefit you more probably than me because you'll be putting from 50 yards off the green more often yeah. than I will, more than likely. We're right, but that's an extra putt, John. Yeah, so I'm technically giving you an advantage. Yes. Okay, I'm just checking to see. Just, just checking. Right. So, so John, uh, we we've transitioned now. We we haven't formally talked about the trip so much, and we're going to be off for I don't know how long uh, because of it and other things. Yes. Um, so, so, John, uh, tell everybody whether you're excited about the upcoming trip. I am beyond excited. I am counting the days. We are now what? Okay, hold on. What is beyond excited? Uh, Exuberant. Oh, oh, we're going. We're going to do this. We're going to do wordle words or (laughs) (laughs) something like that. Yes. So, so just to clarify, when we started talking about trips for summer of 2022, I wanted to go to Pebble Beach, and John desperately wanted to go to Ireland, and you see who won out. And so uh, seven of us are going, four to play golf, and uh, three spouses. And uh, the Kid Genius is coming alone. Flying solo. Although there have been been many, that that has led to many jokes. (laughs) Many. Many, many. Uh, And uh, so um, 
we are, uh, I, I know you'll want to get into my itinerary uh, before we go, but we're going to play four courses on the West Coast of Scotland, yeah. two at Bally, two at Bally. Well, you're playing an extra. So you and the kid, kid yeah. are playing Tralee. We're playing two at Bally Bunyan. We're playing the Trump course at Dune Beg, and then we're playing the old course at La Hinch, which is, I guess it's one of those things they argue about, John, but supposedly the lo- oldest course in Ireland. Um, all, all, as I say, on the water, on the West Coast. And uh, tell, tell everybody about the weather, John, because that's why we went for the weather. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be just like Houston, right? I mean, yeah, exactly like Houston. 100 degrees, sunny, 100% humidity. No, I I think I, I look hundred percent humidity. You might have yeah. right. I think I looked on uh, when I what I say this week. Nine out of the last ten days, they had a uh, a above sixty percent chance of rain. Well, I that. looked at the app this morning, and I'll I'll open it now because yeah, we're we, having the conversation. We should be able to see Monday. Uh, no, no, I think it's only through Sunday, the day we get there, and every day has a rain cloud on it. And the highest temperature for the next 10 days is 61 degrees. So, is that in Dublin? No, that's Bally Bunyan. Uh, now, a couple of those days, it's 40% chance of rain. Um, but some of those days, it's 100. So, so there's <laughs> not a dry day in the forecast till we get there at this point. Uh, I did look. You know, it pops up on the radar, comes up on this app, uh, and it shows precipitation right now, John, at 56 degrees, but it is uh, light, light precipitation. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't really be a trip to Ireland if we didn't experience at least some wind and rain, right? I mean, we don't want it to be sunny and 65 every day. Do we? Who, who is the we when you, when you say that? Well, I guess me. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. I would be fine with sunny and 65 every day. Well, we got awfully lucky when we went to our Scotland in 2016. We had amazing weather. We had amazing weather last week at Bandon, which is a similar coastal, sometimes wet. Uh, and it was in mid-June, but we, we, had, uh, we did not have any rain, nothing but sun. Uh, but I d- does not look like this trip is going to do that for us. So, anyway, John John is kind of psyched up. Yeah. Uh, so, so John, is this where you tell, repeat the story that you like so much that got big chuckles yesterday about um, the the use of currency with uh, starters at golf courses? <laughs> your uh, your bar your ball marker, the coin exchange. Which we've told, I know you've told that story multiple times on the, uh, on the pod, which you, which you repeated in Bandon also, right? Did you not accidentally tip a ball marker in, in Bandon also? I, no, well, I may have had one in my hand at, at the moment and I was accused of doing it. I, I did not legitimately do it. That's a, <laughs> There's a big difference. There's a difference between Bandon and, and well, I, I came in the weeds without without knowing without you know the whole story. 
You know, when we were in Scotland, I was trying to give him a two pound coin. <laughs> and the guy right? says, no, thank you. I'm good. But, right. No, thank you. I'm good. And I just think he doesn't want to take it. And, and it turns out I have a ball marker in my hand. In, in the state, in the states, there are no two dollar coins, so you know you're giving them bills, right? So you can't make that. Yeah, you can't really make that mistake, right? True. Yeah, I don't know why you would, but the he's like, no, nah, mate, I'm good. He's like, no, seriously, go ahead, take it. And he's like, I got all the ball markers I need. No, no, he did not. He said no such thing. You laugh. You were about to wet your pants. In fact, I think you did and said to me, Steve, he doesn't want your ball marker. <laughs> and I looked down and, yeah, I had a ball marker in my hand and not a two-pound coin. And so, yeah, that 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 story legitimately is in lore. <laughs> there, there was a discussion amongst the seven of us on via text about uh, bringing currency or not. And my son, who is no longer in the will... <laughs> um, comes with the joke, oh, you don't need currency, you can just pay with ball markers. ball markers. Yes. So. Yeah. So Steve Master. says, uh, I'll be, uh, I'll make sure I pack plenty of ball markers. Right. I, I have quite a few packed, right? So, so John, um, so, so John, you, uh, you, you're, you're looking forward to the weather, you're looking forward to the trip, and, you know, uh, you will have to remind me at some point several points where we are and what day it is right oh yeah it's gonna be i mean the one thing about our trip to scotland is we stayed in the same b&b every night and we didn't really do a lot of traveling we played four courses at at uh st andrews and one at carnoustie so it wasn't a, a huge a lot of shuffling around whereas this trip we're going to be on the move quite a bit flying into dublin Three and a half hour drive to Ballybunion on the first day, and then we get to rest for two days in that facility, and then we go to Wahanch after that, right? Right. And we have a new new place to stay there, right? Yeah. And then we stay there for two days before we go to. We have, we have three nights in each. Yes. Yeah. And then back Man. to Dublin for the the greatest day of my life in that Saturday in Dublin when we get to just bebop around and go to the Guinness tour. And yeah, I guess I have to go to a museum or a church or something, but. Well, I come to think of it, we probably ought to book the Guinness tour. Not a bad idea. Yeah. So yeah, you covered it, but John, that's what you're doing. What am I doing? You're going to London the week, but you're, you leave on what Wednesday? No, we leave Monday, John. Yeah, so you're going to be gone two weeks. I am. Because I don't get back, we don't get back to, to Newark, Delaware until uh, Monday. Oh, so you fly, you fly out Monday. No, no, no. Oh, you no. got, that's right, you're, you're bouncing around, aren't you? Yeah, we're bouncing. See there, John, remembers? Yes. Yes, John. Aren't I, you going I, to, like, Scandinavia? I am, yes. I, we are flying <laughs> Scandinavia Air. And the first part of this for everybody listening, uh, trip trip, uh, to, uh, trip tips. See, I almost couldn't get it to roll off my tongue. Trip tips number 107, right, John? Yeah. Uh, we had time on our hands. And as, as John can attest, we shared lots of text messages trying to find 
good rates to Dublin, right? Yeah, it was not great. So, John, great. do you know what I paid to get to Dublin? No. Oh, yeah, you only paid like $800, didn't you? I paid $900 for both of us. That's insane. Yes, which is less than half what uh, – less than you paid for, for one person. Correct. I paid right. – I paid a eleven hundred each. Yes, here is here is the thing. Here is the thing, John. To do that, of course, meant we had to fly Scandinavian Air from Newark to Stockholm, and then from Stockholm to Dublin, <coughs> and then back through Copenhagen. Uh, <laughs> and when you ask how long the layovers are in in the Scandinavian cities, I mentioned eleven hours and fourteen hours. Oh. So uh, I will have flash trips through two Scandinavian cities. One I've been to, one I have not. And uh, so uh, we will end up sleeping Tuesday night in Dublin before meeting uh, Butch and Peggy in Dublin and flying to London Wednesday morning. So, so this is why I, you know, I, I probably will not know where I'm at until... Monday, the 22nd of July. Yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be out of it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be wonky. And I, I will probably have shared ball markers all over the world. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I can't tell you how excited I am for this trip though. I'm just so absolutely geeked for it. Yeah. I love everything irish as as you know uh, the man the man who's famous for going to new york uh, on a visit and never eating any place but an irish pub yes true yep i visited i think seven irish pubs when i was in new york which i thought that was the whole i mean that's and that the main attractions in new york yes that is the only yes eating in new york is really shitty you have to go into fake irish pubs to get any decent food yeah I look forward what are you to going to do when you're in a real Irish pub? That is a big question. But so, John, have you been practicing your Guinness, uh, your Guinness uh, glass uh, contest? My, my pour? Yeah. Well, yeah. Your swallow. Oh yeah. I'm oh, ready. Yeah? I'm ready yeah, to go. I'm, I'm ready to go toe to toe with the locals. Yeah. Is that right? So, so you're going. You're going nail it between the, the letters and the harp, huh? Yep. Okay. That's good. And, and just uh, for, for the fun of it, let's just remind you, John, we don't order Irish car bombs in Irish pubs, right? Yeah, that's yes. That's okay. duly, duly noted. OK, OK. I have it written. I'll have it written in pen on my palm. So I as, Is that I, right? as a cheat sheet. No, 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 no. Irish car. Yeah, good. All right. So that's uh, that is our brief uh, covering of the uh, the upcoming trip. As I say, I'm leaving Monday, which is why. Uh, I'm not counting on uh, podcasting till. Yes, we, yeah. we will probably do a post trip podcast, right, John? Yeah, and I believe the so, so what, Je John can decompress. And KG said, uh, "What he say?" He goes, "I don't think I'll ever want to drink Guinness or Irish whiskey again for like the next five years after this trip." Well, yeah, he is. He is already uh, foreseeing the future. Yes, include including working on next year's trip. Yeah, we've already kind of got the talkings of that going. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've only semi-committed. Are you sold on this trip? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I would love to do the Whistling Straits trip, I mean, personally. But, um, you know, I would love to do the Pebble Beach trip. Yes, I know that. I would also like to do Pinehurst someday. Yeah, Pinehurst is easy. Um, there's lots of places we could go locally. You could, you know, Pinehurst you could do in a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, if you really wanted to, right? I so, I don't think our bodies are up for 36 a day anymore, though. No, well, the kid, the kid pounded it last year. You know, it hurt me to watch. Of course, I saw him. He was hurting one day real bad. So, yeah. So, anyway. All right. So, let's move on to TV and movies. John, uh, this week was the last episode of Obi-Wan. Yep. Yeah. Good, good ending, I thought. Yeah. Did fairly well. It kind of, yeah, could have been a little more... I'm not sure those end scenes with the kind of the chatter. You kind of need to end on kind of an actiony thing, don't you? Yeah. You well. I mean, did they set it up for a potential number two season? I thought they felt. I felt pretty. They closed it up pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't know where, and I don't even know what the rumors are. Have you heard any rumors on what the next Star Wars? No, no I, I didn't even read the article. You know. Supposedly, there's a lot of shit in episode five that people were thrilled about, but I didn't even read the articles because I don't care, you know. That weren't thrilled about? Well, I know I saw one headline said all these Easter eggs in episode five, and that's like, I don't, you know. Yeah. People with too much time on their hands, right? So, yeah, no kidding. Do you see the disclaimer at the Genesis disclaimer at the beginning of this one about no. scenes from this? Scenes from this episode may make some people upset or something like that. It was really, really weird. So I was like, what are they going to do? So I don't know if it was the whole Obi-Wan Vader battle or I, I have no idea what, what it was referring to because I didn't see it. But yeah, Well, you know, Disney, Disney is having uh, a cert, certain people are not happy with Disney. So, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some issues there too. So I, I saw I saw Lightyear last weekend, so I could speak to to some of those issues. But anyway, uh, and, uh, I I thought great fight scenes. I I okay. Are we doing spoilers? What do we do? We, we, do we claim on Friday that if you haven't seen it, f you? Is that the way we've been doing it? I would say that's fair. I mean, it's been... why doesn't he just kill him? Yeah, why? Well, because again. For the second time in the in the in the story sequence, he has a chance where he's got he's got him down. He's got Darth Vader on the ground, beat with no chance. Take one stroke, and his head's rolling around, right? And and he doesn't do it, even though he knows by leaving him alive is just going. He's going to kill lots of people, right? Right. Potentially, Lee and and uh, Leah and Luke, Leia yeah. and Luke. Leia. But nope, leaves him leaves him alive there on the planet to and he doesn't even carve up you know, I said to Karen, I said, why doesn't he at least disable his ship? So they had to work to get him off the you know <laughs> ice planet Toth or whatever, you know. So yeah, I that's of course this is classic in movies, which I don't think really happens much in real life. 
I think the bad guy kills you. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. say, I'm leaving the room, Mr. Bond. I hope you die. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I think I think in the in the brutal world, people just die in those situations. But no, we, la- we left him alive for s- series two, John. Yeah. Well, and since this is all pre like the movies, I mean, you kind of have to leave him alive. Right. Otherwise, the Empire strikes back and, right. and all that stuff. None of that stuff happens. Well, unless you come up with a different backstory, but that'd be tricky. Okay, but so, uh, yeah, uh, that that is the frustrating part, I find, is that sort of thing. Uh, obviously, your question about the next season, it's, I mean, Obi-Wan's sitting there taking care of Luke for a long time, so shit can happen. So, yeah. um, and clearly in the series, taking care of Luke does not mean you necessarily stay on the planet with him. <laughs> so... There you go. Although it's a, uh, yeah. And how did Reva get to tattooing so freaking fast? I mean, one second she's dead or near, near death. And then boop, there she is. She's in tattooing, ready to take out Luke. No, which made no <laughs> sense. Your sister kept saying, why would she do this? That was my point. Why would she do it? What was her point? I mean, yeah. what... she's not doing it. She's not on Vader's side anymore. So why why is she going after? I uh, well, and killing a son he doesn't know he has. I... Which leaves an interesting question as to whether the actress and that character would come back in a new season. I'm not sure. I don't. I kind of think not. But. Yeah, I think the, the Reba story is dead. Yeah, but but it was a that was a lot of fun. The the six the six episode things are not. Yeah, they go fast, don't they? Yeah, uh, leaves leaves you kind of wanting more, which I, might be part of the thing. Uh, speaking of new, we, we how about the old old guy, old guy, old man with Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm, and I'm not supposed to do imitations about his voice, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was more Sean Connery than Jeff Bridges, but I understand what you're trying to do. Um, yeah, he's. That's interesting. Um, he, it's a good series. Good action. Um, a 80 year old guy that can still whoop some ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. He's not quite 80, but okay. Um, I, 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 this, yeah. Okay, so speaking of spoilers, yeah, which this was, I mean, originally aired last Thursday, the first two episodes. So you've had a well over a week to watch the first two episodes. Yeah. In the second episode, when they get stopped by the cops and he has that little, like, flashback or whatever you want to call it, flash forward, where did you, like, go, holy shit, did he just do that? Uh, Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, we were like, no fucking way. And then, and then shot her in the head. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. When he shot her in the head, we were, Linus and I were both like, are you kidding? No way. He did not just do that. No, and he didn't. Yeah, and then he flashes to reality, and he's, we are like, well, that was weird. So, okay, I, I, I have to ask this question as, as, as an old man myself. So, do you really 
buy into the him and uh, the woman as a thing? <laughs> uh, no. Don't be don't don't be overly mean, but and, and and I mean it's not like he's he he is not the active participant in this so much. She's really pushing it. It, it is. I mean. Is that like male fantasy stuff, or or is there? I I, I struggle with that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's his uh, mis, mysteriousness. If that's a word. Maybe that's yeah. what's got her attracted to him. Yeah, uh, it is. It is based on a book, right? Oh, did you just ask me if it was based on a book? Famously. No, yeah, well, not reading I, books. I, I wasn't counting on you reading the book. I was just counting on you seeing it in the credits. So. Oh, no, yeah. no, but it is. I, I think it's very entertaining. Yeah. It's, well, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is, it is entertaining and with a whole lot of uh, things you could really think about. Right. In terms of. Yeah. It's got a good cast. I like. I'm a big fan of John Lithgow. I think he's a he's an excellent actor, um, and he plays this scene pretty good. Um, the younger versions of themselves, um, I it's way more believable that the younger version of John Lithgow seems to act a little bit like John Lithgow compared to the um, younger version of Jeff Bridges. Is not exactly how I would picture that character as a young yeah. person. Yeah. I agree. Uh, the, the younger versions. And yes, there's some mention of, of, of a book. So uh, in the credit, writing credits. So, um, yeah, I, I, it, it's, it, um, we didn't watch last night's episode because we were tired. And so we'll watch it tonight. But uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be fun. We'll be behind, though. Um, next time we podcast, probably. Yeah, we'll have to come do some serious catch up. Yeah. So, so that's a good one. Our recommendation, uh, the old man, which, uh, you, you can catch up on Hulu, although it's on FX on Thursday nights at 10. And as I said, we, we went and saw light year last year, last weekend. Uh, I think we both kind of, you know, from toy story and, 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 and your, your sister said it was cute and it was, you know, uh, good animated flick, some interesting stuff happens. Uh, you know, you know, with, uh, you know, space travel, time travel and all that kind of thing. So I, I think it's worth seeing if you, you want to kill a couple hours on a Saturday afternoon with some popcorn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, you know, you don't have to worry about too many people getting hacked into bits and blood spurting everywhere. But uh, so. Do you think, um, so I, was the cat as good as it has been advertised? No. Oh. oh though, though, you know, it's isn't this a kind of a isn't there a Disney-ish formula where there's always kind of an animal sidekick? Yeah, I mean, you got yeah. the, you know, you got Doug from Up, which I thought that you know this was kind of the way. Uh, the, the cat, the cat talks a lot in the movie. Yeah, so Doug, Doug. Doug uh, I mean, it's more like the uh, 
crab in uh, in Little Mermaid, <laughs> or, or or even maybe the monkey in Aladdin, you know those kinds of things. See? Kind of a comic, and and you do know that cat's a robot, right? Yeah. Spo- spoiler alert. Yeah. So yeah, I think it is, it is it is smart, unlike Doug. The, uh, if you've seen the uh, any of the previews, it's obvious that the cat's a a robot. So that's not yeah. really a spoiler. Okay. All right. So so quick quick quickies here. Cubs and Cardinals play weekend series starting today and. That's supposed to mean something to both of us, John. So, does it mean anything to you? Uh, I mean, the Cubs are just awful. Yeah, uh, as you know, I played golf on uh, on uh, Wednesday with Swerve at a supposedly top hundred place, and he said, "Well, I knew the Cubs did things in the off season that didn't make them look like winners, but I didn't realize." Because they just played a four-game series with the Pirates, yeah. and he watched some of the games. He said, "I did not realize that they did. They were they were really going to be this bad. So they are right there with the Pirates, fighting for uh, third place in the division, a thousand games behind the Brewers and Cardinals. But yeah. it's always fun uh, when the two teams play. I will point out a stat I saw somebody tweet." Uh, the Cardinals are a 500 team against everybody but the Cubs and the Pirates this year. Uh, Brewers are three games under 500 against everybody but the Brewer, uh, the Cubs and the Pirates. So uh, this is the Cubs are at Cardinals this weekend. It's time to make hay so we can get further above 500, right, John? Yeah, I mean, our quote-unquote ace, Kyle Hendricks, this year, he's 2-6 and six with a 5.4 ERA, and the Cubs have been getting – I mean, they haven't just been losing games. They've been getting blasted. Yeah, yeah. Swerve, Swerve, Swerve did say uh, the first two games of the series, they scored double digits, which they didn't really have the capability of doing. But, yeah, I think it was 12-1 or something the one night, right? Yeah, yeah. the Cubs beat them last night like 14-5, to though. I think it was mm. last night. Was it last night they beat them fourteen to five? No, yesterday. Yesterday the Pirates won seven six. But yeah, the third game I think the Cubs won big. So so how bad is the run? Your you know your favorite is run differential. What's the Cubs run differential? It's not nearly as bad as I thought it was. I just looked. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I was going to mention it. I mean, it's only yeah, minus, uh, it's it's, only it's mi- an obvious John. Yeah, yeah it's it's only minus seventy nine. Which is high, but the Pirates are minus ninety-five. Right. Um, the only and there it, are teams worse. Yeah, Nationals are one minus one thirteen. A's are one oh nine. Tigers are one hundred. Yeah. And then you got the Yankees who are plus one forty six. That's sick. Yeah, that's a pretty big number. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm looking. Is it that's that's double the next best team, and you know the Dodgers are plus one twenty nine. Yeah, but other than that, it's double. Yeah, Anybody. other than that, it's double. Yeah, more than double. Yeah. So so there you go. All right, let, let's finish with this, John. You know, I know you do this. I think probably all of us in in contemporary uh, culture 
do this except for your brother Butch, who seems to be oblivious to all this. But, you know, you get headlines and tweets and everything, and you're, you're like, what? So here's my what of the morning, John. My news feed has a headline that J-Lo was seen kissing Ben Affleck on set yesterday. I thought they were dating. They're they're freaking engaged. So what's... what's yes, the, exactly. I, I am wondering why this is news. Hmm. When you get engaged, do you stop kissing? Maybe that's something I, I was unfamiliar with. Maybe we missed that. Yeah, maybe I miss that. But I'm like, what? Why is that a headline? You know, you see this? Yeah. Sometimes I wonder about it. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the royalty and the, and what they're wearing, uh, I, I'm, it seems to be a headline, too. And I'm I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over a lot of what yeah. is going on with celebrities and, and what people think of them. So, yeah. Hey, you you see your buddy Deshaun settled twenty uh, the twenty four uh, cases against him. Yeah, those last four could be a bummer, huh? <laughs> they could really bring him down, right? It, well, yeah, it, it, I'm. We're not kidding, are we? Uh, mm -mm. Uh, if if he settled the other four, I think the NFL would move on, and and and, and there would be a certain kind of closure to the whole thing, but. Until he can settle those four, he's in trouble, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's got. I, I think he's in trouble regardless, or at least he should be. Um, well, I don't. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to tell. I should be. I I, I kind of. I agree with you, sort of, but on the other hand, if he's never actually convicted, right of it how well the nfl can do what they want under their own rules right i forget that zeke got suspended for six games for he never and you're still butthurt about this yeah well he never got even charges brought against him well they haven't brought any charges against uh, watson either these are all civil suits right all right but i i just you know, you get into legalism, and I just, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I just don't know how to split the hairs. He clearly, he clearly is a guy that the Browns were crazy to trade for and spend all that money on. But you know, what do we know? I mean, I, I just don't know how he's not suspended for this season. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I think there has to be a certain closure to the cases before they want to. They want they want to have, uh, do do a ruling. I think is the thing. Did you see? They, they, don't, they don't want him to sit out six games and then you know some shit hit the fan, and they'll look bad, right? Right. Did yeah. you see any of the um, information about the um, league oversight committee or whatever that the congressional oversight committee and Goodell's um, deposition yesterday? No, no, I, I uh, was kind of paying attention to some other testimony yesterday in Congress. Well, it's funny because one of the, I forget who it even was, is, is like, first of all, he calls him Goodle. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, do you think this is a good resource of our uh, time and 
taxpayer money or whatever. And Roger says, are you talking to me? Yeah. He says, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm the guy that you should be asking about what your resources should be spent on or whatever. And it was pretty, I thought it was a pretty clever response. Yeah, I got out from under actually answering. Huh? Good, good for Roger. Yeah. I, uh, I, I thought you were going to ask about the Dan Snyder stuff, but. Uh, well, that's what they're, and then he's supposed to, apparently he's been um, subpoenaed but they believe that he's going to find some way to weasel out of being uh, testifying in some way or shape or form because he absolutely does not. He rarely does any public speaking and he's a world-class weasel. So, Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you know, I read, I read another headline saying that the NFL can't be rid of him. Supposedly. Can't be. Uh, they're hard pressed to make somebody sell. If the, the person's obstinate and doesn't cooperate, so that's that's the way I was reading it. Okay. Okay, that's that's all we got. Well, Jono, uh, a week from Sunday, I'll see you in Dublin. Uh, as I say, God willing. Ten a.m. Dublin time. Yeah, ten ten a.m. Dublin time. We'll be trying to figure out if we have a hair dryer, right, John? Hair dry hair and a flat iron. Well, yeah, I, I I would struggle struggle to go that long without either one. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be tough. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Love you, bro. All right. Love you, bro. And uh have a great weekend and safe travels on Monday. Okay, you too. See All right. Ya. Take care. Bye. Bye.